This podcast is recorded using Adobe Audition and is distributed to supporting podcast applications via Anchor. If you'd like to support us, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Jake and Mel Podcast or submit feedback to us at our email, jakeandmelpodcast at gmail.com. Just in time to chill us out of our squad. Uh, um, so I'm here. That was not originally according to plan. I yep. thought that there was a wedding this week I was going to, and it is actually next week. So, And the only reason he didn't drive all the way down there is because he texted his mom ahead of time. Talked to her on the phone, actually. Oh, yep. And then she was like, oh, you're coming down early? Yeah, she was like, oh, you mean uh, next week, right? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, the uh, wedding is next weekend. And I'm like, oh, uh, well. And she was like, are you going to come down for a week? And I was like, no, I have stuff to do. But also, thank you for that, because I would have definitely driven three hours and not needed to. Technically, it would have been six, because I would have driven back. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if I would have driven back. Worth it. No idea. But anyway, um, today's episode is going to be... A special request, actually, again. A special um, request, yes. And actually, first I'd like to actually say, um, you know, actually last week, hopefully you all listened to it, um, we had our first guest, um, one of our good friends, and I had a blast with him. We're still trying to figure out the sound a little bit with three people, but I had a blast um, just talking to him. Um, It's good catching up with him. I hadn't seen him in a little while. And then also, um, you know, Hopefully he'll be back soon, um, and then we're actually trying to get his girlfriend to come on. She owns the uh, Instagram page Moonlit Comics, um, so if you haven't checked that out, first of all, you should go ahead and do that. Um, she's got a page that's rapidly expanding, and she's actually, you know, getting real, real big into comics, and that's actually really cool to see. Um, so hopefully she'll be back, and then we might actually, I don't know if one at if we could ever figure out how to do four people at once, have her and John off at the same time. Um, well, uh, yeah, but this episode here is special request. It's spooky sp- tales. Yep. Spooky episode number three. Spooky. The spoopiest spoop episode number three. Yes. Yes. Back by um, popular demand. Yep. Analytics have spoken. Yep. Uh, people seem to like my scary stories. I have a lot of them. Um, I've 
attempted to remember exactly which ones I've told the podcast because I know I've told a lot of people a lot of different ones. Um, I think I've told a handful from my childhood, some from my time in the military, and then um, I think a handful. I've had small things happen. Um, actually, the past two times I've gone home now to Maine, I've had something small happen. Um, and I guess I could, I guess I could start by telling a little bit of the background of my family. Um, now, whether you believe this stuff or I believe it, um, you know, it's up for interpretation, I guess. But I think it was my grandma, my grandmother, my father's side was actually she wasn't a medium, but I believe her mother was. And then she herself also um, said that she, you know, saw a substantial amount of spirits, as she called them. And then I want to say on my mother's side, I don't know if it was her grandmother was actually a medium as well. So both sides of my family, um, and then subsequently the women in my family tend to um, have a lot of stories, um, you know, revolving around family members and people that, the, you know, used to be close to the family. I mean, I've, I have a couple of, you know, um, things that I've seen. I'm trying to the hell was it happened last time? I thought I just... Oh, yeah. Um, little things. Cause so my sister's cabin used to be... Um, we moved in there first. And we moved out. And my grandmother moved in. And then she was there for, like, over a decade. And then she moved out. And my sister moved in. So my sister actually sees my grandfather all the time. And he actually likes to play tricks on people. And um, they actually see him often. They can actually... You know, they'll see him sit in one of the chairs and whatnot. Um, the thing that I always get is I always smell my grandfather's cigarettes. Um, Mel, I don't know if you know what Paul Mall Reds smell like, but I smelled them my entire childhood. Yes. And I smell them in this house, too, actually. Um, what? In this one? Yep. Oh, yep. fantastic. It's just my grandfather, man. I mean, that's the way I look at it. But it's a, it's that distinct smell. Um, so that's that's the thing that happens to me most a lot lately. But last time I was actually home, which was only a couple of weeks ago now, got up early, um, you know, moving around her house, and I go into the bathroom, I do something, then I leave the bathroom, and I left the light on and stuff, and go into the guest room, come back, and somebody had turned the lights off. So I had to turn them back on, and yeah, if that was... Just, I mean, yeah, I swear to God, I left all those lights on and then somebody turned them all off on me. So. <laughs> oh, my grandfather. Suddenly, wait, so you were, so hold on. So you were in the room so I, doing I was, something and someone just came and shut off all the lights or you so left, I left and came back? I left the rooms that the lights were on in and I came back and they were off. And now, if everybody, I'm kind of known as a guy that likes to pull small pranks on people um, or starting to develop that reputation, um, I definitely get that from my grandfather. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely a few hot Good sauce bit. packets around the house that can attest to that. To be fair, if you didn't go to Taco Bell and then put them in my shit, and I would have, I wouldn't have them in the first place, and then subsequently wouldn't be able to put them in here. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you started that whole trend, my guy. Never, I've never started anything. I'm pretty in my sure life. that I woke up one day <laughs> and saw one in the corner of my room. Was like, wait a minute, and then found 15 more. Well, to be fair, you deserve it. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I guess um, I'll get into some of the stories here. I mean, I think I'm, I'm trying to remember. So if I've ever actually said any one of these, I'll, I apologize. I think these are all brand new. Some of them are kind of small little tidbits because, you know, I told the big one a while ago about when I turned around when I was um, on guard duty at night and the thing was behind me. Um, so what we're actually going to do is we're going to start back at the Marine Barracks, Eighth and I, because that place is beyond haunted. I mean, <laughs> the most haunted. You know, haunted would imply that Uber you just haunt. have ghosts, but I mean, I feel like as I've talked to many different people, they'll say, oh, you know, there's a variety of things going on there. So I guess we'll start. I don't think I've ever told anything about the Navy Yard, which is specifically the Marines only guard what's called the Latrobe Gate. If you're in it driving through Southeast D.C., which you are going to now because that used to be a shitty area, but now they built, you know, the Nat Stadium and then the uh, the soccer stadium went up, so that whole area is real nice now. And they got that bridge that's it was uh, currently being worked on. It was sketch when I was there. Don't I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But Latrobe Gate, it's a huge white, it's like brick, but it's painted white, and then in the center of it, there's a house. It's like a big house, and then you can see houses sticking over the back of it, and then in the center of this house is actually an archway which vehicles can drive through. And the only vehicle that will ever drive through there is the chief naval officer. I think that's it. Whatever. The, the the head admiral of the Navy. And it's in his convoy. Or if we have special, he has special guests that he allows to come through there. But Marines guard that. And some of the fun things about the Navy. That'd be yard, the, the vice admiral of the Navy, right? Something like that? No, admiral. He'd be the chief. It's like the chief naval officer or something like that. The CNO. Oh, yeah. Um, of the Navy, so he'd be the equivalent of the Marine Corps Commandant. Um, I think it was Admiral Ruffhead when I was there. Um, but yeah, that, that place had its own little story, so give a background of the gate. We're behind it, and we're looking up, you know, and off to the right, there's the Admiral's house, and then off to the left, there's like five, it's called Admiral's Row, and there's like six houses, and it was like three Admirals and two Marine Corps Generals that lived there. Nice little street. But you look up, and it's this wall-slash-mansion. Um, one of the rooms... I think one of the rooms actually had the window bricked shut. And the reason that room was bricked shut is because one of the Admiral's daughters, many, 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 many years ago, jumped out. Whether she fell or she jumped, I don't know, but she fell and she landed on the wrought iron gate and got <sighs> impaled on it. Yikes. So they sealed it off, and then there's another one, I believe they painted the windows inside it black and that's because one of the admirals um shot himself in there he killed himself oh wow and then they actually locked that room so you can't get in there so that's pretty freaking cool but occasionally i never saw her but people allegedly could see um a girl or a woman looking out those windows and some people believed that it was the uh, admiral's daughter who had thrown herself from the window so there's that um and actually, this might not seem quite as extreme as my first story where I talked about, I guess, demon, fucking witch, whatever the fuck. Um, the thing that was behind me at Eighth and I when I turned around and the figure was standing behind me, but this one, I consider this one my second biggest story. So the booth is in the middle of the street, middle of, a, I guess, a, technically a four-way intersection, facing the gate. Two of us there... You know, and we're there all hours of the day. And there with a guy who's a real real nice guy. Um, I won't say his name, even though I remember, because I, like I said, I don't want to bring any names into this unless I know they'll be okay with it or they give me explicit permission. But 
I've always heard, and I know, Mel, you've heard this. If you're ever somewhere and there's supposed to be noise and it goes silent, that's a bad sign. And I don't mean like silent where you can still hear things like, it's almost like somebody puts earmuffs over you. So case in point, I'm standing outside the fucking booth and we're in D.C., right? There's always traffic. You can hear the metro go by and you can hear it through the vents. Um, You can hear, you know, leaves blowing in the wind. You can hear fucking car horns. You can hear people laughing, right? All that. But that all went away. Like, it literally, it just instantaneous. It took me a second. I was like, wait a second. And I'm standing actually at the gate, which is maybe 100 feet away from the booth. And there's no sound. It's literally like you're watching a movie and somebody fucking shut the sound off. And I was like, that's fucking weird. And I started to get this real heavy, heavy sensation that... I was alone, and even I know, even though I know that the guy was in the booth, like it almost felt like he wasn't there. Like it felt like the closest people were thirty miles away. Like you're just alone in an abandoned fucking city. It was this weird fucking feeling. So I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. I'm getting kind of creeped out here. Walk back to the booth, and I'm turning now away from the gate, and I look down the road. Kind of a little bit of a long road. There's like a parade field to the left, and then there's a fire house and some other shit to the right but at the very end there's kind of a really ornate bank and i'm looking down the road and now if you've ever seen the fellowship of the ring there's the scene where the four hobbits are trying to leave hobbiton and you know after they fall down the hill they kind of fall onto that road and i think it's frodo who looks and he hears the the scream and you see you know the road kind of like um shortens and you see the leaves start to kick up towards them yeah and he's like you know he's like run run and then um that that actually fucking happened so i the road started to widen and shorten and i can see leaves almost like you had a like a car something was driving fast and it kicked up all these leaves but the leaves are getting kicked up like something's coming to us right I don't hear a single fucking leaf rustling. It's silent. The leaves, the leaves, the leaves come up to the booth and they start swirling around the booth, right? And then it settles and it returns again. There's, there was no sound the entire time. And then there's this heavy, heavy feeling that where we were alone, now something has joined us and it, we're still alone, but now we're fucking stuck somewhere with whatever this thing is. And... It felt like, I guess you could say, some sort of entity or something kind of was there in the booth with us, and it was a very strange fucking feeling. And I, all I remember saying is I turned, looked at the guy, and I said, do you feel that? And I didn't, know, I didn't notice it at the time, but he already pulled his Bible out and was sitting and reading verses of the Bible, and all he, he, could, I, he barely let out a whisper of, yeah. And then he got out of the booth and started to walk down the Admiral's Row Street, and I stood outside too, and... I think we, I don't know what the hell happened after that, but, um, I'm surprised he got out of the booth. Yeah. I think, well, I think we both did because it felt like it was actually physically in the booth with us. Oh yeah. And the booth is small. The booth is, um, Yikes. people can't see us. Mel's sitting about six feet away from me. The booth has maybe a center area where you can stand. That was maybe five foot by five foot. And there's like a back panel thing that and then there's a uh, where you can sit on kind of I think it was a heater 
Yeah. And there's like a desk kind of in the front where with the controls to the gate and shit on it. Tiny, but it felt like it like something had just walked in there with us. And it was like standing over us, looking down at us. Was it uh, was it bigger or smaller than the booths that you and I manned at our old job? Um, it would have been the equivalent of the garage entrance. Got it. Wait, which is fairly small. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's they're not. It's not big enough for a third person. Right. And it. Um, yeah, that would creep me out too. That was probably the weirdest thing that happened there. Now, um, there was you would occasionally you'd go down into into the gate because there was a bathroom down there and I'd heard people that had said that they'd heard what sounded like nooses like kind of that that snap noise when somebody falls and cracks their neck on a noose and you hear that swing they could hear that inside there um you'd hear fucking footsteps people would hear footsteps walking up behind the booth there and another cool thing about this area is they're not they were I guess they were I don't say catacombs but behind one of the buildings was an entrance to basically, I guess you could say catacombs under all of this. And you can, and there was kind of like a main three room area. And then allegedly, if you went down the right one, it was kind of like just walkways. Some of them you had to crawl through. Some of them you could walk through. But it's just pitch black underground, bricked off. And if you went in further enough, there was a place that alleged, uh, they used to call the devil's bedroom. And it was just this big open area that was just underground, underneath this whole base, and it was just fucking creepy. That's nuts. So, if you ever find yourself on the Washington, D.C. Naval Base, go check out the Latrobe Gate. I'm pretty sure you can actually just walk up there. I mean, the Marines might ask you what the fuck you're doing, but (laughs) whatever. Oh, I'm here to see a ghost? Oh, right this way. Yeah. Dude, if you stay overnight, man. What about uh, you know, you know what I'm interested in? Um, did you ever work any night shifts at uh, state? Yep. So, did you ever ever have anything happen there? Because I feel like um, not once. I, I don't think I had. Yeah, I don't think I not ever once. experienced anything. I mean, there was definitely plenty I experienced that was weird. Yeah, that's like, like your normal people weird, yeah, not like supernatural weird. Never, definitely, definitely didn't notice anything. And I, I mean, I, I definitely worked some nights. Yeah, so. I never noticed anything that I thought was weird. I feel like there might have been some places where had you hung out there by yourself at night, you might have seen some yeah. shit. Um, never I can, anything there. I can say, though, that, that, that uh, like when everything gets quiet, you would think that even at night, at the dead of night, there's no way that a city can get dead-ass quiet. And I've, I've left in the wee hours of the morning because I was pulling night shift. Yeah. And it's very surprising how quiet a city can yep. get. I used to I used to jokingly call when I first went to DC in 20 well, I guess I was there in 2009. I used to call it the city that sleeps cuz I was it New York is the city that never sleeps, I guess. Right. And I I cuz shit just fucking closes. Bars close at midnight. Last call sometimes is like 11 or midnight. Yeah. There was not a lot of nightlife and shit and then things are changing now. Think of how quiet it is in the winter, like on a cold day and like night. Oh yeah, right. It was yeah. quieter than that. Super quiet. Couldn't hear. There was no. There was no. There was no nothing. It was weird. But furthermore, I also had a time where I was fucking sitting in that same booth, right? And the same one at the Navy base. Yep. Okay. And and except now my back is to the gate, and for some reason I I was just getting this weird, strange feeling over my shoulder. Like what the fuck is something is like behind. And I'm just getting, like, weirded out. I just couldn't sit with my back to that fucking corner. 
like, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it feels like I'm sitting on somebody's fucking lap, right? This is weird me the fuck out. So I refused, I just had to sit facing it. I could not bring myself. It just felt like you knew something was wrong, right? Like, if I sit here, something bad's gonna happen, right? So we actually, at that point, they had actually changed it and said we're doing a 12-hour shift at the same place. They would rotate every four hours. One of my best friends is coming up and swapped out with me, right? Or I swapped with him. I don't remember who was there first. And at the end of the day, he's like, oh, dude, he's like, I have something to fucking tell you. And I was like, dude, I've got something to fucking tell you, dude. I was at, I was at, uh, you know, I was at whatever fucking post and I, and I told him exactly what I said. And he's like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, the same thing happened to me. And I couldn't figure out what it was. So he's like, I moved all of the fucking binders and SOPs and shit. And somebody had like carved like a pentagram in the, the back corner of the fucking booth. And normally you see pentagrams all the time. That wouldn't be a problem, but somebody had been placing them in every fucking booth everywhere all across that fucking base. They're everywhere. And I don't think it was just a dude being fucking stupid because we had another guy. This reminds me. I just fucking remember. We pointed out to him, right? And it's me and the other guy who's kind of religious. And I was like, I was like, I don't want to touch that. Like I went to like, I was like, should we wipe it off? And he said, don't touch it. And then the other guy that was there, because he was bringing us, like, he was relieving us or something, was like, he's like, fuck that shit. That shit's fucking stupid. And he fucking wipes his hand over it, right? And fucking screws it up. That day or the next day, I don't remember exactly what the fuck he did. But he fucked it bad enough where he almost got kicked out of the fucking, uh, out of the guard force. Damn. And it was just something that was just complete fluke. Like, he wasn't a bad dude or anything. And, you know what I mean? And after that, he was just like, fuck them. Right? And another dude. Right? Another guy. Same thing. Right? He's like, oh, that's, you know, that fucking, fuck that shit. Like, and he, and then he said, like, he said, like, fuck that shit, right? And he, and he like, tripped and fucking hit his head hard as fuck or something like that. Right? And he's like, oh, fuck. And again, he fucking, except he, he removed one and something stupid fucking happened. To me. And after that, dude, uh, yeah, like he was just like, nope. Not touching that. Not touching that. I'm yeah. going to fucking ignore it. I'm not going to pretend if I see one that it's there. So I never fucking touched him. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, dude, there's just little shit that would always fucking happen. There. Um, dude, like, uh, and now I've, I've learned more. Now I know... Um, I've learned more, I guess. I, I know a lot of people are kind of don't know a lot about or on the fence or they just don't believe. Like, when you see things that might be kind of pagan symbols, think of the stuff that's, like, in the Blair Witch Project, those things that were hanging from the tree. Or in, like, New Orleans, um, they hang these blue bottles, I think, from trees. And... At, I think at night and what they, they put him there because it's supposed to be the bad spirits are supposed to be lured into the bottles and during the morning they seal them and then the sunlight's supposed to cast the spirits out and shit. And it's just one of those things where like the same thing if you find like a mason jar or a sealed jar and it's got like nails and shit in it or like in the woods like don't touch it. Like if you find shit buried in the fucking woods don't touch it. And that's all I kind of know and feel like I can say about that. We have friends, obviously, who are a little bit more experts on that kind of stuff, I guess. Um, but 
I guess my word of advice is if you see that stuff, even if whether somebody put it there as a joke or not, you don't know. And when in doubt, don't fucking touch it. And if you touched it, put it back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if it's... Yeah, like it's a safe room. enough rule. Yeah. Like, and it's... If you don't know what it is and it looks fucking weird, put it back. Don't touch yeah, it. Yeah. Not fucking touching that shit. Because, like... I would have been the same way. I would have been like, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Not, not touching that. Not that like, I'm like... You know, I, I don't really have stuff like this that happens to me, but, you know, I just avoid avoid the issue. Avoid conflict with that. Yeah. Probably not real, but if it is, because you don't no. know, you know, and it's like I always say, I don't know if it's real, but I don't want to be the one that finds out. <laughs> yeah. And more specifically, I don't want to be the one that finds out, and everybody else finds. Okay, cats. Why, why do I need? I have two cats now. Okay. Oh, it's two cats. Nope. Now you're fucking with my mic, Umbry. Yep, he's Joe. I got two fucking cats. All right. <laughs> um. They're curly snuggled up on him right now. Yeah, I got one on one leg and the other one just jumped up into my mic. <laughs> so what I was trying to say was, um, you made me lose my train of thought. Thanks, but he, he actually, Oh, he's a good boy though. Cause he's spooky. He's, he's yeah, all, he heard he's, the, he heard the, uh, he heard the vibes. He's an all black cat in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. He was like, Oh, this is So mine. what I was going to say is, you know, whenever there's something that's, I guess, especially if a place deals with, sorrow or sadness or depression i feel like that in a way is always gonna attract negative attention and negative energies case in point the creepiest part of every fucking building is the boiler room i don't know if you've ever been in a boiler room but there there's not like a standard boiler room where you're like okay this is like a broom closet or a storage room no they're always exceedingly creepy as fuck like yeah. they've like they've got like the one yellow fucking light bulb that hangs down from the center of the room and it casts shadows everywhere and you get these old rusty ass fucking shitty fucking boilers. Well, in one of the boiler rooms at Eighth and I, a guy killed himself down there, and I want to say he slid his wrists, and I'm pretty sure he went he went up the river, not across the stream, as they say. Um, Yikes! But before he did that, he carved his suicide note in the wall of the Oof. stone in the boiler room. Was it so, still there? Yes. Oh. And I think they had scrubbed at it to try to get it to go away, but it but was still But it was still carved there. in. Jesus. My you would think that they would like, hey, let's... let's. Well, it's also the Marine Corps, and they're also like, well, we'll fuck some fucking... We'll send fucking PFC, whoever, and he's going to paint over it, but cool, well, now we can still see the indent of the words. Yeah. Um, Little shit like that. There was, like, stuff where... I mean, I, I'll have to share them in other episodes because I know there was stuff where blatantly somebody died or killed themselves and they half-assed covered it up or... Um, but yeah, man, like that... More and more stories are coming to my head, but I want to keep to the script of like the... The... Uh, kind of what I wrote down here. Like, I guess like, dude, the fucking... The Annex, which was brand new, it had been made at the time... Well, it, at the time it had been made at like... 2004. You drive past it now, it looks like shit. It looks like a fucking prison. I think I pointed it out to you before. I'll point it out again, but it literally looks like a fucking prison um, now that I look at it from the outside, not at the Marine Corps. <laughs> um, but that place was fucking weird, man. Like, I had the same thing where, like, I went to go, I think I told this before, but, like, I went to go to my room, stepped in the hallway, and the hallway just, like, lengthened. Like, in, in my door, which was two doors on down on the left, just it stretched to where instead of being 10 feet away from me, it looked like it was like 50 feet away from me. 
and something was in the hallway saying, go ahead and try to get in your fucking room. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll go see what my friends are up to and turn around and go that way. <laughs> um, but dude, like other weird shit, like I know some of my friends don't want to tell some of the more shitty stories that happened to them, so I won't. But this one's fairly light, I guess, and I don't think you'll mind. Um, one of my buddies, whenever he played music in his room, it was fine, right? But the second anybody got out of sight of the computer or the speaker or whatever was playing it, it would start to skip and eventually it would stop. And case in point, we'd be in there and we would drink, right? And one day, sure enough, he left me in there. Everybody left to go like get more alcohol or go to the fucking little PX, which was in the basement. Um, and I'm in there alone, right? And I decide I'm going to try to fuck with him. Um, and I'm like, I go around the corner and the music's playing, right? And then it just goes instantaneously like like it starts to fucking skip and then it just stops and I'm like what the fuck and it's just iTunes right and it shouldn't be skipping like that and I come around the corner start playing and I think I went back around the corner again same fucking thing it would if you were not near it the music would stop it didn't matter whose computer it was or if it was a phone or if it was YouTube or iTunes or a fucking CD I guess like that's weird. Because I think I'd, I'd only ever listened on iTunes, and he was just telling me, like, it's just the music. He had some other weird shit happen in the room, but I don't know. If, if well, that's relatively it. lighthearted, at least. That that one. Ghost just wants to, like, Un- grow out, man. Ghost Un- just wants to have people. Unlighthearted. Not that room. Room next door. And oh. I think, I because this doesn't directly apply to him, I guess it was probably the cause of some of the things that happened in his room. Um, a Marine, I guess, he was getting divorced. And I don't know what else happened to him. He's living in the barracks, but apparently enough bad things happened to him. Uh, he got in his dress blues, and there are coat hooks right opposite your sink with the mirror. And for me, and presumably this guy as well, they're exactly neck height. And he got in his dress blues, tied a belt around one, put it around his neck and not, he didn't just hang himself. He was feet were on the ground. He leaned forward, stared into the mirror and watched himself die. And that's Nuts. how they found him. Nuts. Like he didn't, like he, I don't understand. Ah. That's, that's crazy, man. What? Now fucking hombre's mad. Oh. It, it's like one of those things where it's like, damn, like it, I can't imagine the things that are going through somebody's mind there, but. Yeah, that's nuts, man. I, I, I mean, to to simply do that alone. Yeah, I mean, it's that... like, but then also to like watch it happen. It's yeah, like you're watching yourself die again. To paint this picture, this guy was not. It's not like he stepped off of a box or anything like that and was just hanging there. He just leaned forward until he couldn't breathe and then allowed himself to die. Yep. But then also watched it happen. Like yep. that's. Now, probably he would have asphyxiated himself and he would have passed out. But then, of course, so, I mean, there's that. But, I mean, knowing that if you keep going, you're going to die is, you know, is yeah, it's scary. And that, that's the kind of shit I think personally, where whether you're religious or not, whenever something negative, like, I guess dramatically negative, somebody kills themselves, 
where something happens to somebody in such a way that it leaves almost a mark on a place, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where that negative energy just hangs around and nothing you do can really kind of lighten the mood, so to speak, because that building was fucking depressing. Like, it just had that air of... It certainly sounds like it with all these stories. It had that fucking air of, like... (laughs) Case in point, dude, there was a guy, there was a fucking... I think he was a gunnery sergeant at the time, and he... I was the... I was the duty at the time, I think. Or I was... Either that or I had... Because we weren't supposed to do duty, but I had to fill... We had to fill in for one... For some stupid reason. Um, I'm sitting there, and then I guess the... uh, the officer of the day came through and then like this and he's like, ah, oh. and he was just bored. And I guess he, I don't know why he was there that late. And he, he ended up talking to me for a while. It was just a Lance at the time. And he's like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't stand. Um, there's like a, I think it's the AOD, which is like supposed to be like more of a, um, senior enlisted. Yeah. I guess middle ground enlisted. Um, but, uh, He's like, yeah, dude, fucking, he's like, I was telling him, I don't know if he overheard me or something, and he came over, and he's like, yeah, dude, I was in this building, and he's like, you know, there's a, there's the tower, and he's like, you can go up in there, and he's like, of course, he's like, I'm on duty, if, they exp- I mean, it's like, some people sit at their desk and watch movies, but he's like, yeah, that gets fucking boring, and I need to stay awake, so he's like, I went up there, and he's like, I'm walking around, and it's just like, boxes and storage and shit, and he's like, I look at the back of the fucking room, and there's a marine standing at the back of the room with his back turned, excuse me, with his back turned to me. And he's in his dress blues, and he's like, okay, well, he's like, it was a Friday night, and on Fridays in the summer, Eighth and I has these parades, right? Where the marchers come out and the president's own band and shit like that. And at first he's like, okay, well, did this guy get, like, drunk, and then he just came up here after the parade? So he starts calling to him, like, hey, Marine, you know, Lance Corporal or Corporal, whatever the fuck he was. And he kept calling. And so he'd get closer and closer. And he said the dude just like turned around. And he's like, the guy didn't have a face. Jesus. And he said immediately he was just like, he was just like, like he's like, he's yeah. like, ah! he's like, nope. And he's like, after that, and he was like, he, he told me, he's like, I think he told me, he's like, hey, I walked around the building. I saw some fucking things that I don't feel like I should have seen, and I'm never doing this again. And I think enough of them had seen shit where they're like, "All right, um, <laughs> time to move on from here." Yeah, and actually, Yikes. I guess speaking of, uh, yeah, faceless person would definitely, uh, dude, that that fucking do it for me. me. Um, grandmother's house now, my sister's house, and her husband, and my brother-in-law, also Jake. Um. My dad said he was a kid. He was a kid. And he was, and it used to be his room and his brother's room. My uncle, um, upstairs, right? And there's like a bathroom in the middle. And then there was, I think there was a side room, which was my aunt's. And then there's like a, there's a closet, and at the back of the closet is another door that leads into like the attic, but like because they're already on the top floor, so it's like a an outer. You know, some houses have like an outer attic that's on the other side of a wall. Um. Creepy, obviously. Um, my dad said he, he was playing hide-and-seek with his little brother, and he's running, and he said he runs by this closet, and the door's open. And as he's running, he sees the back door's open, and he can see that somebody's, like, hands and face are sticking around the corner and looking at him. So he immediately peels back around, turns, runs in there, and then runs into the attic. 
And he said there was no one in there. And he realized at that second that he hadn't seen his uncle and that the person that he saw, he didn't fucking remember, know who the fuck it was. Yeah. It was like a face. He said it was just a blank fucking face Ugh. that was just staring around the fucking corner. And then he was just like, Ugh. and he fucking, he's like, I think he said he was like, I was done playing hide and He just <laughs> bounced up out of there. Dude, and then they used to joke that, that, um, that it was buried on Indian burial grounds. And then later on, Mark was like, oh yeah, we weren't fucking joking. I mean, <laughs> they used to, it's like, we loved telling you like that as kids because it would like mess with you. But he's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we weren't messing with you. We were being real. Because all, so again, the house has been a little bit retrofit a little bit, but the basement used to be, you would go down the stairs and the only way to turn the light on was the pull string at the bottom of the stairs. No. And That's you could go right or you could look left into the, pitch black fucking room where the fucking water tank was and it's just like the doorway was just like a wall of blackness so i fucking hated that my grandmother would be like we'd be cooking dinner She'd be like can you go get me some peas from the cellar and every time i'm like <laughs> do i have to <laughs> um but yeah both uh my dad i think my uncle and my aunt had all individually said that they had gone down there and one of them has said that they had seen I think they'd seen him throughout the rest of the house but my I'm trying to remember which one told me they went down there one day and they saw there was a man that they believed to be or um looked to be a Native American and they turned and they just walked and they just walked through the wall wow. and there's like yet another <laughs> sequence of nope <laughs> yep hold on nope there whole lot of i will be going Dude, back upstairs. i tell you what the basements or or any kind of dark room where you have to like step into it to pull the pull string nah man i'm just not it's yeah dude like not a you know it's one thing if it's like a little tiny closet like the closet that's literally right next to you that's underneath our stairs here yeah is you you open the door and you pull a pull string but it's it's tiny. such a shallow closet it's not a big deal when you gotta step into a whole ass room that has no windows and it's pitch fucking black, and you got to pull that pull string. There's a reason why horror movies always have that as a classic trope, where somebody steps yeah. into the room, pulls the pull string, something's behind them, or the light goes out afterwards, or some crazy shit. Yeah, because it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, and it's like, and they, it's because it forces the person to go into the room. Like, you don't turn the light on and then go in. You have to be in the room in the darkness, yeah. right? Yeah. And then even worse, you shut it off and you had to sprint up the fucking stairs like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> don't get me. Dude, that used it to freak me out too. The, the, the basement steps that are like, like hollow through. So like there's an underneath. Yes. You just, no, just, all, mm, nah. Yep. Nope. I know exactly. A whole lot of like, you know, that again, another classic horror movie trope where somebody gets their legs pulled out from underneath them and they fall down into the abyss. Yeah. No, thanks. That's not how I'm going out. Dude, you know, it's like, no, like, I don't want to be fucking sucked back down into the fucking darkness. <laughs> but I guess... <laughs> another uh, realm. This story, this story, I guess, is secondhand. And, I mean, I have other kind of stories now that I'm trying to... I'll have to do another, like, kind of spreadsheet of stories that I haven't told. But there's an, an abandoned asylum in Anacostia. And naturally, you have to be brave enough to just go in Anacostia. It's... Getting better, allegedly, but also, um, uh, it's still Anacostia. You know, every city has its kind of area that's kind of rough, but, um, some of my more adventurous friends decided they were going to go, and 
I think they had to get they had to go over a fence. Then they said there was like there's like security that's supposed to patrol it, but again, unarmed security. They're probably just chilling on their phone somewhere. Um, and I, I guess somebody had already broken the 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 doors in were boarded up, but they had found that one side where the door at the bottom, um, blank had been pulled off. And so you either had to get on your your belly and crawl through, or you had to get on your back and pull yourself through into the abandoned insane asylum. Um, so I said, and I said, what immediately creeped him out when they went in there is, um, it looked like they just left, right? Nobody had packaged anything up. Nobody had anything. They just said, we're closing, you know, and I think that's exactly what they did. Was it during the Reagan era where they closed all of them? Um, he said there was, you know, there's charts and shit on the walls. There's like jackets on hooks. There's like coffee cups that are out. There's just stuff everywhere. And, um, they, they took pictures of a lot of the stuff and they showed me them and they went into some of the patient's rooms and they're like, it creeped them out because like the patient's clothes are still in there. There's letters to them. There's pictures of family in there. That's right? really creepy. Yeah. And it's like, they just left. They, they fucking, I guess these people left and they didn't, they didn't take any of their belongings with them or anything. That's weird. And that like one of my friends, um, specifically said, He's like, hey, he's because he's a, he was a kind of religious dude. And he's like, hey, he's like, if you're going to take it, that's fine. But he's like, when we leave, he's like, you, he's like, if you pick up a picture, he's like something like that. He's like, is like it, he was a firm believer. He's like, nothing leaves the building. And if you do touch something for an extended amount of time, he's like, honestly, it's a picture or something. You should probably fucking burn it because he's like, you know, he was a firm believer that like things can become attached to you by touching things that yeah. that entity previously owned, I guess, to a person before they passed. Yeah, certainly not the place to do it. I mean, no. that, to me, that's common sense, regardless like, of whether or not, not you believe in that stuff. It's like, oh, I'm in a sailor asylum that's been boarded up for 50 years. Let me not Even more dangerous, potentially, is what they found is a lot of those people didn't have homes to go back to. And when they released them, they were just homeless, right? Because a lot... um. And so a lot of them would actually just return to the abandoned insane asylums. And squat. And, yeah, and live as a <clears throat> basically crazy homeless person inside the insane asylum. <clears throat> and so they had their flashlights and they had their cameras and they're taking pictures of shit. And they went up on the second floor and he said fairly quickly, um, he said, I think it was still during the day. So they still had light coming in through windows and stuff. But he said anything electronic they had just didn't work. Um, he's like, Ooh. he said, uh, my flashlight, he's like, it just didn't work. He's like, I, um, I had taken a couple of pictures, I think. And he's like, and he's like, it, my phone just didn't have any signal or anything like that. And he's like, everything kind of went and he, they're on the second floor. And I think his camera had still worked at that point. And my buddy was telling the story. He's like, I'm further in the hall and the two of them are a couple of feet away. And they turn, they take a picture of me. And they're kind of like talking and like laughing. And he said, I looked at both of them. They both looked at the fucking screen that they'd taken a picture of. And he's like, I watched both of their faces go. Oh, fuck. And he's like, and he, and he's like, they looked up at me and they, they, they both had this look of like, oh God. And he like, he turned and there was nothing behind him, but they turned and they're like, we're, we need to fucking go. So sure enough, they left. And the one dude with the camera kept taking pictures behind them. And then they left the asylum turn, take a picture of the doorway, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. 
and they showed me the fucking picture, and it's kind of hard, but you can definitely pick them out. It was him standing in the hallway, and there's, like, multiple faces behind him. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, ah! Oh, and like, no. <laughs> and he said every fucking picture after that, there was at least one face in it. You and, know what's funny about that? Dude, well, they got outside, and he said that there was not, like, a face, but, like, a camera distortion. He's like, you could see the outline of, like, like smoke like in the rough shape of a person in every picture that was just following oh, them outside. And no. he said, it, it was like, he said, after they jumped the fence, he took a picture and is like, just in the yard of the fucking asylum is this fucking thing that like followed them. And he was just like, you know what? Life lessons learned. Not coming back Never here. Never doing that shit. That's again. fucking creepy. That's yeah. really creepy. And just, you see the pictures and you see the picture and it's like, it's not necessarily like a clean cut face, but you're like, okay, that looks like eyes and a nose and a mouth. And then that over there looks like, and it's like. So what? What's funny about that is it's it's hilarious to hear that that is a real world reaction because like when I play phasmophobia in VR, <laughs> uh, which is horrifying by the way. Um, your your team. For those of you that don't know, phasmophobia is a game where you play as a team of ghost hunters. You usually get like a dossier saying, "Hey, you need to go cleanse this house or whatever," and uh, while you're there, you'll get like a little bit of description about, you know, what who the ghost is, um, what it's doing at the house. You go in and you got to determine what kind of ghost it is and potentially expel it if that is in the cards. That is something that I have done where I've been chased by the ghost and I'm constantly taking pictures behind my back. And I'm like, oh, God, and I take a picture, nothing. Take another picture, kind of see something. Take another picture. Because, you know, you don't always see it when it's walking towards you. And so I'm just taking pictures, trying to flash light down the hallway and I just see like, if ah. I can capture it on the camera as it's fucking hunting me. So, like, I don't know. Like, originally, you know, the, my, my in, in game, obviously, it's just a game. Um, you know, part of the reason that I'll do that is if we're trying to get an objective where you need to capture the ghost on camera. But it, it was kind of like a the first time that I did it, it was almost like a natural reaction where I was just like, click, click, click as I'm walking away. Because in the game, which the other thing that's more terrifying about the game is that you can't sprint. Uh, even in VR, you cannot sprint. You cannot run. It's a brisk jog or walk, um, which makes it even more terrifying. But that's that's funny to hear in real life. Somebody was in a real-life situation, and they're like, we need to go. And as they're going, they're just snapping pictures as they leave, just to like as if it's like some kind of barrier or something. And then, of course, they catch all of these faces and whatnot on, on camera. That's that's funny to me. Also terrifying. Yeah, no, at the same time, you're like, you're like, oh, that's fucking neat. Also, really happy it wasn't fucking me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it, you know it's funny um, as you've been talking about some of your stories and specifically the one where you were saying like when when everything goes quiet in an area you usually know that that's not good. It, I, I I've just never had any of these experiences. I mean I talked a little bit about some of the stuff in previous episodes. A lot of it was dreams. There were a couple of times on my college campus where I thought I heard some weird stuff that I think I already talked about, so I won't uh, go over it again. But for the most part, I've never seen anything specific, at least that I can remember, that was like specifically yeah. weird or creepy. And yet I have been in the situations and locations where I should 
see something. Like I've been out in the woods by myself in the middle of the day. I've been out in the woods separated from a group at night. I've, you know, yeah. I've been That's down exactly dark alleyways. I, uh, my campus when I was in college, it was a small campus. So you could walk across it in about, you know, five to 10 minutes, depending. Um, and it was about 20 minutes outside of Richmond in a small town. And it was, I, I wouldn't say that it, like, the town itself was in the woods, but it was a wooded area. Like, there was the, the campus had a lot of trees. Um, there were several neighborhoods, but there was woods that was kind of in between. And so it got really quiet at night, like really yeah. quiet. And, woods you know, me being, shit. me being drunk, me, you know, I, I had a tendency to wander cause I would get bored when I was drunk. I'd be at like one place we'd be having a party or whatever. I'd be like, Oh, you know, I want to go on an adventure. And so I would just disappear and I had a bad habit of doing that. Um, and so I would, I would just, I would just walk, I would just walk across campus and see what was going on. See if I ran into any other friends, you know, see if there were other parties going on and I would just be by myself sometimes. And it, it, it was creepy as to how quiet it would get. Um, and same with DC, you know, I've walked through some of the streets of DC when it is dead night and it's, yeah, it's like your, your, um, your title of the city that sleeps is pretty accurate. Um, yeah. and I've just been, there's been other scenarios where I've just like, you know, I mean, hell my buddy, uh, my buddy and I, one time we went through an abandoned, um, uh, train, train yard on the way to, yep. he was like, it was in the middle of the day, but he was like, Hey, let's go to, uh, let's go to the gas station. We'll walk there. And we cut through some woods and then we cut, uh, through this abandoned train yard that, you know, n- nothing really that I saw. I've. I've, you know, because I, especially as a kid, I did a lot of exploring. I like to explore. I, you know, I've been out into the woods of Texas uh, because the neighborhood that I lived in, the development that I lived in, was attached to a big portion of woods that was protected as a bird sanctuary. And so I, I walked one time from, I walked probably three, four miles from my neighborhood all the way across this stretch of woods. Yeah into a whole nother development of neighborhoods that was like not at all attached to the one that I lived in. And I had a buddy that lived over there and we, I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk over there. And I, I think I ended up walking by myself. I had some friends with me and we got as far as a fence. It was a barbed wire fence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we came back with some pliers and we cut a hole in the fence so that we could get through and I think I was the only one that went. I can't remember if I had anybody else with me. And we ended up walking all the way across, and it was fine. And then yeah. I, I can't remember. I think we walked back, or maybe my mom came and got me. I can't remember. I, but, you know, I've just <laughs> – yeah, I've never, had, I've never had anything. I've had weird stuff, like natural stuff happen to me. Like uh, one time, you know, like running into animals, wild animals, yeah. stuff like that. I mean, probably the creepiest thing that happened most recently was when we went camping. Yep. And uh, we had that pack of coyotes that was like just encircling the whole campground the entire night. And you could hear them like, hear them like you, you could hear them howling in the distance and they were circling around like the pack was circling around the campsite just howling. But then there were a few of them that were, I guess, walking into the campsite and probing around and they would Wait, walk in between the footsteps. tents and stuff like that. And it was funny because everybody there, like a good portion of people there had dogs. And during the day when we were setting up um, – the dogs were like, you know, they're all of them are barking, being loud, doing what dogs do. That night, though, with all those coyotes walking around, not a single dog was barking. Not even, 
Not even our buddy's dog, who was in the tent with them. Well, it's because um, if they, I don't. It's one thing if like they're inside, you know. But if like if a dog's like, oh, that's a. Yeah, I think I feel like a dog would be able to know like, oh, okay, that's a lot of them. Yeah. Like. So that was that was obviously very creepy, but you know nothing spooky, right? Nothing, nothing otherworldly. Um, I just have weird dreams from time to time. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's worse: writing into that shit in real life or having dreams about that shit. Actually, yeah. I remember there's a couple of other stories. I remember because I went to I was stationed for a little bit at um, Camp David. And one of the posts, I remember the it was me and the other Marine in there. And then I think it was an it was like the, one of the on duty is the the Navy had their equivalent of like an on duty. Um, I think it was just they needed an on duty medical person not like there 24 7 and he and it was one of these i think he was a uh i know he was a chief i don't know if he was a senior chief he might have been and he he was hilarious right the guy would always fuck with you um hilarious hilarious dude um and he actually i like most of the navy there actually and we we're just talking about something and i think i had one of us had like just brought up like like, hey, like, I know this place has been here for a while, but, like, has anybody ever, like, died up here, like, in it, you know what I mean, that we know of? And he was just like, oh. He's like, because we were talking about different military bases, and he's like, I think it's, it came from, like, we are talking about training incident. He was talking about a training incident or something. And then one of us asked him, he's like, let me, he's like, oh. He's like, he's like, you know what? Yes, I, I know of at least one person that I've ever heard of. And he was like, I know about it because I was one of the, he didn't necessarily have to, I don't, um, it was obviously already dead, but he's like, the guy um, was another on-duty dude, and I was like, I don't know if he had what problems he was having, but he's like, I think I was one of the, he was one of the Navy guys that I guess had to respond. And yeah. He, and he's like, we're like, yeah, where did he, and where did he die, or how did he die? And he's like, oh, he hung himself. And he's like, actually, and he's like, he, he kind of did this, like, orienting thing, and he's like, I'll show you where he killed himself. And because one Marine had to stay in the control room, I walked out with him, and we basically walked out into the hallway, end of the hallway, took a right, and he's like, you see those fucking pipes right there? And he's like, he hung himself right there. And I was like, it's like, come on, man. Like, that's right outside the fucking control room. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why do you... F-? And it, you, you could tell, he's like, yeah, dude, it was just like, he was a young guy. Like, and you could tell when somebody's not, like, fucking with you, I guess. And it's... And I was like, he's like, really? Right fucking there? Yeah. But... One of my favorite stories of this place is we had previously talked about a story about the guy who was into occult magic. And, well, he had another thing that he was doing. And they were somebody, they were in his room and they were talking to him and he had this wooden box. And I guess his grandmother had given it to him. But everybody ended up referring to this as the moon box because it was like a crescent. I don't know if it had a face on it, but it was a wooden box. And he explained, he's like, okay, and he's like, you know, you ever have one of those magic eight balls where you ask it a question, you flip it over, and it will have the answer? He's like, well, this is full of paper, right? And you say whatever the the, the line is to the box, you ask it a question, and it'll give you the answer. And some guys dug a little bit further, well, how'd you do that? And he's like, well, um, there's essentially a... uh, 
an entity that lives in the box. I did this ritual, and now this thing is attached to the box. And it's like, oh, some of the people were like, oh, sweet. Um, bye. Fucking. And then other, <laughs> See ya. other people were like, ha And then he's like, go ahead, try it. And somebody asked, like, and I think one of the things that somebody said, they asked it, like, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Or who's going to win this fucking, uh, this game, right? And my buddy asked, and he was like, and it was right. It said, you know, or he said, like, is, you know, I think he said you have to specifically ask it a yes or no question. Are the Patriots going to win tonight or whatever? And he did, and it was right. And he was like, ha And then, like, uh, something asked it something else, and it was right. And then somebody asked it something else, and it was right. And then somebody asked something else, and it was right. And then they started to realize it was never wrong, right? And the way you would do it is essentially, I think you shook it, and whatever piece of paper floated to the top was on the top was the correct one, right? And every single time, he's like, they, people started to realize it was never wrong, ever. Like, it never fucked every single thing they could think of. It was always right. And they're like, and then so everybody's starting to get like, okay, that's actually kind of fucking creepy. And then one dude said, fuck that shit. That shit's not fucking real. That day he got in a car accident with, I think it was, I don't know if it was his own vehicle the first time, right? And then like two days later, somebody brought it back out and he said, fuck that stupid thing. That's not real. And he got in an accident again that day but it was in a government vehicle and after that he was like terrified of that fucking thing and he was like and they would bring it out and he'd be like get that fucking get, get like, that no. stupid bullshit away and from so me. what they did is in the middle of the night they went and they put it in his room on his nightstand dude oh, and he woke God. up i guess and he so the way camp david has is there's trails there's like bike trails and shit and there's woods and so he went off into the woods and buried it off of one of the trails so somewhere on Camp David is the equivalent of like the fucking Jumanji box. Some fucking somebody's gonna <laughs> dig up this fucking box in the woods and not know what it is, and then just like Jumanji, it's gonna refind its next fucking. Oh victim. my god, that's fucking nuts! <laughs> hell, yeah. That's a hell of a story for for a movie or something. But yeah, yeah that's creepy. Fucking that's creepy. Box. Did y'all ever? Did they ever uh, tell him? That, uh, that they put it on his nightstand, or did he just think that it appeared on his nightstand? I don't know. I think he assumed that they put it there, or either that or it was following him. I don't know, but he yeah. he well, he wouldn't even talk about it. They would ask him about it and be like, nope. nope. He's like, he's just like, no. nope. I'm not going to fucking talk about that. Yeah, and a whole lot of nope. Those were really the only creepy things that happened there. But I think, <sighs> knock on wood, I haven't had anything really creepy happen to me in a long time. I've had little things... Um, you know, usually when I go home, I'll see something, which is weird. Um, you know what I mean? Like, just little, little shit. Like, yeah. I went into our, my parents have a four-season room, and I was leaving. It was Christmas, last Christmas, and I turned, and I walked, and my mother's cat had passed, like, a handful of months before that. And I stopped, and I turned, and I had to look back, because I swear to God, I saw her cat, which name was Moo. It's this little uh, gray and black cat. Oh. Um, tiny little cat. And swear to God, I saw her sleeping in the rocking chair. And I was like, huh. And at first, I didn't think anything of it. And then eventually, I told my mom, because she was still a little upset that she you know, that she had lost her cat. Um, I told her, and she's like, oh, 
she used to sleep in that chair all the time. I see her sleeping there still now all the time. And I was like, oh, no. shit. And same thing, like, uh, my sister sees my grandfather at the cabin. Like, my mom apparently uh, most recently was driving up, and she saw um, sitting in one of the chairs out front. Um, if anybody's ever looked at my Snapchat story, I think a couple of weeks ago I posted, I was sitting on the same porch. Um, she's like, she, she's like, I know, you know, she's like, I know my father when I see him, and there he was, and he had the same, like, two-color sweatshirt, and he'd, he always had, like, stains on the front of him. My grandfather, uh, he got a little bit of bleach on his shirt, and there's just one dot in the center of his sweatshirt. <laughs> so he took, like, a bleach pen or something and then just put a bunch of other dots on the front of it to make it look like that's how it was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, little stuff like that. And um, you know what I mean? So he was just a goofy guy. But they, they, they both her, my grandmother, and my uh, mom, my sister, see him often so that's kind of you know that's kind of actually that's sweet at least i i the last time the last time i saw him um we were i was training you know i was in the marine corps and i was fucking exhausted and i tripped and i fell like backwards on my back and just slammed down on my back and and i think i opened my eyes and i it was weird because both my grandfathers had passed at that point and, you know, this could be, a, you know, I don't know if it's a ghost story or if it's like a guardian angel thing or if it's just me hallucinating. But I opened my eyes and both of my grandfathers were standing over me. And my grandfather, Edgar, on my mother's side, just um, said, like, get the hell up. And both of them reached down and grabbed my arms and pulled me back to my feet. And then I'm just standing there like, oh. and then I just kept going. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that was just because I was like so dead tired and I was hallucinating, but there's that. That's cool. Yeah. That's also the only time I've ever seen uh, my father's father, um, Albert. But that's actually, that is it. That, that's a whole other interesting story because, um, you know, try to like, I'm sure we could delve deeply into what we think happens after you die. Yeah. And, uh, my mother's side, they did go to church, um, but they were more of a Protestant. I don't know fully, like if who, which side of the family it was his, him, or if it was my grandmother was the one, was the one they kind of pushed. Um, but then my grandfather, on my dad's side, he never admitted it, but I think he was kind of. I think he was atheist. Um, and I think my um, the family knew. Um, about that and I think but you know seeing him you know it's like that kind of makes me wonder you know is it just my imagination or you know kind of makes you want to dig a little bit deeper into um, you know the why yeah Cause it's, that's another thing because we lost my aunt um, first due to ovarian cancer and they actually kept that from us until right up until the end and I kind of always wondered if my grandfather maybe turned and ever looked back towards religion because of that or if you know he just accepted that as a matter of life you know what I mean yeah so it kind of makes you wonder because certain things will kind of push people back towards um 
you know, whether they were religious or went to church as a kid or as a young adult. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's, that's, I think that was the last, that was the only time I'd, I'd seen my grandfather, my father's side. But I, like I said, I still smell, um, I actually refer to him as Papa. Um, he, uh, I smell cigarettes all the time. Uh, smelled them in my car. Um, at work here in my room. I smelled them in the basement here. Um, yeah. So maybe you'll, maybe you'll get a visit from him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you would have liked him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But maybe not in the middle of the also, night when yeah, I'm trying also, to sleep and he's fucking looming over me in my room. Also, you've never met him, so you'd have absolutely no I'd idea. I'd be like, what he ah! like. No idea what he <laughs> looks like. Who the fuck like. is this? You have no idea what he looks like at all. It's just going to be a guy. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, you know, that's... Um, well, yeah, there's, there's, there's two types of ghost stories, man. There's ones that are ter- terrifying and the ones that are heartwarming. So it's... Uh, well, there's, I think there's some in the middle, and that always made me think... True. Uh, my sister and I and a couple other guys and friends would talk like... And I was like, what, you know, are there... <laughs> You know, we could try to get deep into the fucking weeds here, but we don't obviously aren't going to. Um, but it's like, you know, there are people, there are people that say if you see a grandfather or something like that who's the equivalent of a guardian angel, and then maybe you have more of a um, kind of entity or something, a person wishing ill will on people that kind of enter their house. Um, you know what I mean? But they have control and they at least understand what's going on or at least partly understand what's going on. And then you'd also have, like, you know, what are, like, certain things where you're almost just watching, like, an echo where the thing doesn't even know or that, you know, you don't, it's not even necessarily a ghost. You're just watching, like, a like a time slip almost. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, the, you know what I mean? People see just a ghost walk across the bar and go through the wall when they're trying to close it up. and um, You know what I mean? Or people see colonial ghosts and they don't interact with anybody. They just kind of walk, you know, through the friggin' yard and disappear and oh, one of those things I guess you'll never know till you get there yeah right well you know I kind of feel bad because I don't have any I don't have any crazy stories well, now you know I, because you don't see anything. I've got a couple that I'm saving in reserve but they're like quick stories and again like I just I've never had any of these well things happen so if, yes point because you were apparently the you're the odd man out that just doesn't experience these things so now you know if wherever doing something like a creepy like building exploration and i you see me staring off into the distance then i say i think we should leave then there you go now you know i'll be <laughs> i'll already be at the exit Bill just dives out you'll the be like window. i think we need to and you're gonna turn around and be like nope i'm see ya gone like, you know what i'm gonna be like he's gonna be like hey mel i really think we should turn around and i'll be over here like yeah buddy i'm already gone dude. what i'm gonna I, do I left a while ago what i'm gonna do is be like Hey Mel, can you ask that guy behind you <laughs> if he knows where you could be like? Rawr. So anyway, I started blasting. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, just, just, ah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, the ghost story stuff has been awesome to talk about. Uh, it's been probably I think I think the last episode we did where we talked about different ghost story stuff was one of the most watched that yeah. we've had people really enjoy it so we'll definitely have more of that down the uh 
down the pipeline. Um, something that I've always wanted to talk about. I'll, I'll bring this up. We we're not going to talk about it now because we're out of time. But next time, later down the road, um, like spooky instances in video games or or spooky yep. stories that are surrounded by video games. Because I've heard a few of them out there, and they're they're pretty entertaining. And actually, some of them have sparked pretty unique ideas for video games that are out right now. There's one in particular I'm thinking yep. of that is a really cool... Uh, I haven't had a chance to play it, but it's a really cool idea. So definitely we'll work some of that in uh, next go-around. Um, so the bye week that I was talking about last week for this week will actually be next week. If we can get an episode out before I leave, we will try to do that. Otherwise, we'll have one the following week. Well, actually, I mean, I know we record with um, your software. There's... if. You're busy um, this week. I might see if it's possible that we could set it up where um, my best friend's actually coming down next week. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll record something with Do him. a special episode? Yeah, and I mean, it's like, I can record with, um, you know, uh, Anchor. We could set it up. We could figure something out. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll tell him, but... We'll, uh, we'll let everybody know on... Yeah, social we media, had, how that's gonna end, yeah. end up uh, end up being. We had two bye weeks, and you know we try to plan them out and let people know. But I know I'm not the greatest with the social media, even though I'm supposed to be on top of it. Um, <laughs> but people seem to be still reaching out, talking to us. You know, I try to run things. Um, hey, if you have any other ideas, um, things that you like. I mean, we know pretty well now that people like the scary stuff. People like it. Um, you know, when we hit we you know, we kind of research and tell stories from other stuff. So that's something that I definitely think we're going to note. Um, you know, cause obviously Mel and I can sit here for ages and talk about the new Marvel stuff and the, the video games we're playing. Yes. Um, there's a lot. I don't even want to mention that I started playing Warhammer hired gun, which yeah, I hadn't been playing many video games lately. To be honest, I've been writing way, way, way more. Like, for every one time I play a video game, like, an hour of video games, I'll probably feel like I'll write or read, like, 30 hours. And it's just because I'm, you know, I've actually started to really get back into that again because I really want to get my book out and some of these short stories. Um, But I had to do it this time. I was like, well, you know what? There hasn't been a first-person shooter from the Warhammer franchise in... Quite some time. Dude, decades, it feels like. But we'll get into that next time. Maybe I think actually next episode that I'll do a review of that, whether or not you should buy it. Um, but other than that, we'll have to. I'm sure we'll do another spooky episode. Mel and I, you guys should know it. Have watched every single freaking scary movie there ever was, um, to the <laughs> point where we started to get real into the weeds with real out there. Yikes. Um. But yeah. Um. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I know there's a, they had a billion stories, and it was mainly me just talking and Mel sitting here listening. Um, <laughs> but hey, um, I hope you enjoyed it. A lot of people said yes when I put up the poll for this. Um, so I'm gonna put up another poll. Like, hey, what do you like? What do you you know? Do you want us to do other kind of th- things that are kind of more spooky themed, or maybe? Um, Fuck it. I'd like to actually, if we could do a, like a haunted tour or tour of an asylum or something, and then we can include that in an episode. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like that. But let us know. I'll put up uh, some polls, and then we'll see what you guys like, because um, we're always happy to cater to you guys. Because um, if you just let us roam free, we're going to talk 
about what we like, which, of course, hopefully you guys like, but we're just known to go down one too many rabbit holes. Yeah. We'll see you guys in the next one. See you on the next one. Thank you.